Hey friends, welcome back to the Sunny and 65 podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Schultz, and today we are joined by my friend, Sarah Butenbeck. We recorded this conversation all the way back in August, and it is raw and beautiful and encouraging, and I pray that God uses it to speak to you today. Today, we are joined by my friend, Sarah Butenbach. Hi, Sarah. It's Butenbach. Oh, so sorry. I am so sorry. What a terrible start. Butenbach. I've always said Butenbach. Some people say Buttonbach. That's when you know it's a telemarketer. You know what? I want to go with Buttonbach. That's That's right. I'll say, well, my butt is in back, but that's not my name. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I love that. Um, So, Sarah, oh my goodness. We... I think the first time I met you was at, I, Angie Sears told me about your holy yoga classes. Yeah. And that was the first time I came to a couple. It's not like we like knew each other, got to know each other, but I can't, I can't even remember after that, how we, did we just start running into each other? I think we knew of each other. Yes. and And then we were running ministries opposite weeks in the same location right yes so you, Ra- oh yeah. yeah so you were doing devoted cow oh my gosh, every other week yes and then on the opposite weeks we were doing fca okay yes and so that, is that how yeah, yeah that's like the first then, time we chat like t- texted yes. yes and then we were trying to like figure out some logistics yeah and so i was like i'm just gonna call maddie because we were trying to work through yes, this yeah. person at the school. Yes. And I was like, you know what? We'll just work this yeah. out. I told yeah. him, well, you know what? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. And I, then I think it was after that. Then I came over to your house. We had a little hang date with yes. Zan. Zan was just a little baby or like a toddler-ish. You had just gotten your puppy. Uh-huh. And then from there, I mean, Omaha, it feels like a small place. So I feel like we would run into each other at christian things or and randomly stay in touch and been trying to get you on the podcast for five ever now this is the the lord's timing we are finally here by god's grace but yeah sarah is just amazing an amazing woman of the lord that i've gotten to learn from and be inspired by and she just leads the way and everyone i chat with is just amazed by sarah and the way that she humbly seeks the Lord. And yeah, we told ourselves we weren't going to small talk before starting this because Sarah has to leave at a specific time. And lo and behold, we, well, small, not, I wouldn't call it small talk. I call it, it, we deep talked. We just went. We We just just went went for it. We went. Like what's really actually happening. happening, um, For the last 20 minutes. So last we are, we are here. Um, We're finally recording. Sarah, tell us the quick gist about yourself. Oh man, I'm kind of middle-aged now, so there's a lot. Um, Love it. This could be the whole thing. But, <laughs> um, I am um, originally from Western New York, small town mm-hmm. outside of Buffalo. That's where I grew up. Are you a Buffalo Bills fan? You know, I don't really care about football, okay. but for sure. Like when I, I see people it. in Nebraska wearing Bills gear, I'm like, hi, we're kindreds somehow. I, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I grew up in that part of the world and I married into Nebraska. So I met my husband in college in upstate New York. And then he is from Nebraska. And I always say like they let you leave, but then you're 
homing device goes off and you have to return. (laughs) So eventually his homing device went off and we've been here for 16 years, 15 years, 16 years. Yeah. Um, And I've been married for 22 years and we have two boys, a 19 year old and a 17 year old who's senior year is happening. It's crazy. crazy. It's super crazy. And then, uh, yeah, lots of other things. Like I've been working at City Light Church for the last nine years. Wow. Almost Um, a decade. That's amazing. Almost a decade. And um, before that, did kids ministry for a couple years. And I feel like I've lived 12 lives, but that's kind of the basics. I believe it. I love that for you. Okay, tell us about when you came to know and follow Jesus. Yeah, so I have a mom who loves the Lord. Mm. And so she discipled us when we were really young, led us to Jesus, me and my brother. Wow. Um, And um, yeah, I just remember her saying, do you want to invite Jesus into your heart? And I was like, well, yes. And so Mm. I don't even remember how old I was. But um, I was a little girl Mm. and received Christ and got baptized. And I wish I could say it was like just a real easy path from there. But I would say that's not really my story. Kind of sometimes I say like I have a two part testimony, like, okay, I was saved. Mm -hmm. But then I, I think some early lies kind of crept their way in. And one of the biggest ones is that, you know, you're saved by grace alone through faith alone. But now that you know Jesus, the grace is not for you. It's Mm. for the people who don't know any better. Mm. And so when you believe that there's no more grace for you, you become a Pharisee, Mm. right? You go, okay, I have to be good and do good. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it is to be yeah. a Christian. And so it becomes this like kind of outward thing, but the reality is we live in a fallen world and we react sinfully mm-hmm. to the sin around us. And yeah. so then we also participate in it. You know, I just I had lots of sin and and brokenness um that I didn't know where to take um cuz I really didn't understand Dan, the gospel of grace is like, oh, no, that's always that's mm-hmm. like over and over and over. Yeah. Um, and so then I became a hypocrite. Right. Because outwardly I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know, do this. But then. I was a sinner. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of I, I, I don't know, I, I. I don't know if I would call it a double life, but it was yeah. definitely like a Yeah. Like yeah. I was not fully integrated, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, um, I wanted to mm-hmm. follow Jesus and be a light. Yeah. And yet there was just so much darkness. And um, so the particular sin cycle that I was trapped in was definitely sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And yet I was like trying to maintain some kind of arbitrary line of like what Christians do or don't do. Yeah. Super arbitrary, right? But then also you just get caught in it and you just mm-hmm. go deeper and deeper in, in the cycle. And, you know, just you think you can control this. Mm-hmm. And no, sin controls you. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you don't control sin. Yeah. You have to eradicate it or it will begin to control you. Yeah. So anyway, um, I just feel like God is so gracious because he brought into the light what I was trying to keep in the dark. Mm. And um, actually, Bo and I, we didn't start dating until like end of our senior year. And uh, we were actually going to break up like, hey, we were mm-hmm. going to be there for the summer, but you're going to go your way. I'm going to go mine. Yeah. Like, we're this is not going to work. He was not a believer. Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting pregnant. And that was like, mm-hmm. to me, like, I knew I was a sinner. But that was like, oh, you, no, for real. Christians don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't get pregnant mm-hmm. out of wedlock. That's not something. Mm-hmm that that's that was a a biggie and i was like oh wait like i'm capable of one of the you know Mm. one of the big ones Mm. because i had was a pharisee Mm. trying to justify and compare myself to other people and thinking that i'm better or oh Mm. maddie when i like think about this it's like oh what how how was i so deceived you know Mm. but i really was but god's like oh yeah we're gonna show you you Mm. and uh so just like showing the light on that thing um and it was just so kind because i was like oh oh like i need grace right now and and actually then he showed me through so many people i can't even tell you and just the believers and just I could just tell you thing after thing of where I just really saw him just be so kind and I don't know it was just amazing and I think that's when I started to really understand the gospel doesn't it doesn't end with your hey I'm saved Mm -hmm. but no no this is a thing that we practice forever yeah forever is our need our desperation and then there's probably been like other iterations of my walk with christ through since then but i would say that's when i really started to understand like oh no he really wants to free me and then i would say like like kind of another part of that story is so i was moving to boston because i had no plan for my life and decided with my band, we were all going to move to a cool city and be rock stars I because it. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So that was my backup plan, be a rock star. And so Bo ended up following me there. Because you we were pregnant. Because like he pregnant. was like, I'm uh-huh. going to stay with you. Yeah. Yeah. And we were trying to sort things out with our relationship and everything. He got an apartment, got a job, signed a lease, whatever. And I ended up having a miscarriage. Mm. and um oh it was like such a heavy hard time um yeah it was it was a deep it was a deep pit um but one of the parts of that that became a dynamic was like well okay that thing happened and i don't ever have to talk about it i never need to tell anyone about it there's no evidence other than the people who were with us at the time that knew. But like, I don't ever have to tell that story. And um, I think it was like maybe 
a few years after that, that I realized like, oh, he doesn't want to just like free me from my sin, but he actually wants to free me from shame. Mm. Like he wants Mm. to give me the ability to just talk about whatever Mm. it is to expose myself because that's where his grace shines the brightest Mm. is in our deepest brokenness. Mm. Like then I had to learn to walk in. I mean, there were, there was a time, a season where I just couldn't even, there was, I was never going to say that. It was just Mm. like this thing that, you know how shame is like a feeling. It's like a what? (laughs) A feeling. Yeah. Like it is a physical. Yeah. Like thing that makes you want to close your mouth. Yeah. Shut down. Mm -hmm. Not say the words. Yeah. But to say like, oh, nope, I'm going to speak this. I'm going to not give into that. Yeah. And now I can just say, hey, this is the worst, best thing that's Mm -hmm. happened to me, you know? Yeah. In Boston, did Bo, then when did Bo start following the Lord? When was he saved? What did that look like? Okay, so there was a couple that had gone to Cornell that planted a church there. In Boston? In Boston. Wow. And um, so the pastor of the church that I went to in college um, said, hey, you should reach out to these people. And I got an email back from this boy that... Um, well, he was a man mm-hmm. then, but this yeah. boy that I knew, like in high school, we were both part of like the Methodist Church Con- Conference Council on Youth Ministries or whatever. Okay. And so we had like been at this camp every year together and whatever. So he reaches out and he's like, hey, is this the same Sarah Streslick that I knew in Western New York? What? Uh-huh. And he was on staff at that church. Wow. And so basically their like outreach was sports. Okay. And so my husband played basketball. Yeah. At Cornell. Um, It's kind of his thing. So we visited a few churches and I was like, well, I can go anywhere. I grew up in the church and went to very different churches. Mm -hmm. So like I could make myself comfortable anywhere. I'm like, but you did not. And so where do you want to go? And he's like, let's go to that sports church. (laughs) So we ended up and it was tiny. And there was one of the pastors um, had played football at Brown, Jason, and he basically just like loved my husband into mm. the kingdom, like invited wow. him over, played basketball, discipled him, taught him about wow. what it was to have faith in Christ. Wow. Bo became a Christian, got baptized in Walden Pond, <laughs> and... Anyway, it was just really sweet. But then, of course, I'm like, well, is he really a Christian? Yeah. You know, yeah. are you just pretending? Yeah. Because you like me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Jason was so great. He's like, well, when somebody becomes a Christian, there's fruit. So all you got to do is look for the fruit and then you'll know mm. if they're really a believer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Okay. So pressure's off, you know? Yes. So anyway, got married like two years later after we moved to Boston. And wow, there you go. The sweetness of the Lord. Like you said, you you gave your life to Christ at a young age. And then the sweetness of the Lord to keep pursuing you. 
and wanting to bring you to these hard places to ultimately show you the power of his grace. Mm-hmm. Like we were kind of just talking about this before, but how sweet it is of him to actually bring us to these deep, painful valleys to ultimately show us himself and to bring our dependence back to him. So that's so your story is so cool because I think it's a lot of people's story of like, I gave my life to Christ and then really was kind of living two different lives. And then the Lord comes on the scene again and says, oh, I have, I actually have like so much freedom, so much more for you than mm-hmm. this than you could ever dream of. And just to see the sweetness of him and your last, however many years since then of him still doing, still doing that in yeah. both of our lives. Like it looks differently than it did then. Like it was a pretty obvious maybe in our lives then of, wow, this is like blatant sin mm-hmm. in our lives. And the Lord's like, I have like grace and I have more for you and us then turning to him. And now it, he, he's wanting to get even there. There's still the stuff that he's bringing us to these places and going, it's right there in your heart. And I'm going to get to the heart of it. So it maybe isn't the blatant sin that it was him pursuing us and re-reminding us of his grace for us and his steadfast love and the freedom we have in him. He, you just saying that and us talking before, he's still doing that in both of our lives by God's grace. And he's going to be doing that till we're fu- fully glorified in heaven or he comes back. So, yeah. Oh, thanks for, thanks for sharing that and being vulnerable and honest. Because like you said, like even those things, God's shown you, oh my gosh, shame is not the banner over me. Actually, it's complete freedom. And even you speaking about that on this podcast, I'm believing that someone, a gal or a guy is listening and maybe is struggling with sexual sin or maybe is struggling with or maybe is pregnant out of wedlock and they're like surely this this is too much for god or and they get to be encouraged by you saying no god's grace abounds and never ends and so i'm just praying for whoever's listening to this that maybe they're feeling like i'm stuck in the sin and there's no grace for me there's so much grace for you. And he wants you to, yes, turn from that sin and run away from it. Like you said earlier, eradicate it. He doesn't mm-hmm. want you to, but he has, oh, he loves you. And he has unending grace for you today. And for Sarah and I in 20 years when mm-hmm. we're still messing up and we still need his grace every second of every day. So thanks for sharing that. What is one habit that you have cultivated that has changed your life? Well, I really- or many. Oh, well, there's only one spiritual discipline that I'm actually good at. I stink at most of them. That's okay. There's probably some that I'm like, I need to cultivate this in the next 15 years. But um, the one that I think has been most transformative um, for me is memorizing scripture, Mm. which everybody talks about it being like a Pharisee thing, like Mm. they memorized the Bible, but then Mm. they were totally whatever. But I was really in a like very broken place when I started doing this. So it was not a, I'm going to Awanas to earn crowns. Yeah, It was like, if the Lord does not show up for me in this thing right here, I'm toast, yeah. you know? So I had a, a friend when we, we actually moved back to Buffalo. It's a whole nother thing. You did. Yeah, we did for 
four years when when Bo went to PT school. Oh my goodness. Which I never thought I would okay. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but like my family has a lot of brokenness, a ton of brokenness. Mm. And so I think growing up, I just was like, get me out of here. Yeah. Just get me out of here. Like just flee. Like just run. Yeah. You know? And God's like, mm, you know, mm. I have some I have something for you. And so Bo wanted to, well, I don't know. He ended up going to PT school okay. and we moved to Buffalo. So we were there for four years mm-hmm. and God just did so many cool things while we were there. It was great. Just lots of healing. So I had a friend there, an older woman who, you know, I just was like confessing sin. And so she really taught me like how to take my thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so like, what is the lie? How do you replace it with truth? Um, And I am not even going to remember, I won't even be able to quote the first verse, but it was like, I don't know, that like people pleasing and, you know, that whole thing that you can, and and whatever, but in Galatians, yes. Am I now, am I I now trying to please man? If I'm still trying to please man, I'm not a servant of Christ. Yeah. Right. And so that that was probably like like a uh dagger. Yep. And so anyway, so that was like maybe the first one. Mm. And then I had a baby who had colic. Mm. Have you either of your Mm-mm. babies had colic? Oh, yeah. Well, that's God's grace on you. <laughs> so my second child had colic. Oh. And um, I didn't put him down for five months. Literally, I held him on my body 24 7 so for sorry. five months. It was like, so I was so tired Maddie I was just so tired so like the next passage that I did was that one in Isaiah 40 I was like even youths grow tired and weary young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength Mm. I don't know soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they'll Mm. walk and not grow faint I just was so faint I was Mm. so weary Mm. I was like ready to just I mean, it was really hard. Yeah, I just knew I had to hope in the Lord. I mean, there was one time that I like called, Bo was in PT school. So he had things, studying, yes. He had something Mm -hmm. and I was like at my wits end. I called my dad, like, could you come and help? No, called my mom, could you come help? No, like nobody could help me. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, okay. Lord, it's you and me. I, those who help, hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Like mm-hmm. it just showed me how many things I was hoping in mm-hmm. that were not the Lord. And it just mm-hmm. reminded me like, nope, my hope is in the Lord. He mm-hmm. is going to get me through. Um, and so from there, I just started just, I just kept going. Yeah. So I just, I still went to memorizing books. Wow. Oh, like we were just talking earlier about, our mouths, yeah. our tongue. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really convicted by that yeah. at one point. Like, oh my gosh, my mouth yes. is going to be the thing that's going to get me in the most trouble. Yeah. So I memorized the book of James because yeah, there's so much yeah. about taming the tongue. Yes. So many, uh. many things in there. And then the thing that I've loved about memorizing like a whole book of the Bible is that you'll memorize a verse that you never would have picked out. Hmm. And that thing will just like lodge and it'll just 
reveal so much. And I don't know. It's like, it's been a very, I don't know, just amazing discipline. It's really helped me. I, I used to say like the enemy sowed so many seeds, so many lies. I had to like pull out large tracts of land. Like wow. I just had to weed out large tracts of land and re-sow them with truth. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like God's word has done that. Yeah. So. And the power of memorizing. So then being able to truly meditate on it, even when you're not at your Bible in the morning mm-hmm. or whenever, allowing, I feel like memorizing then like leads to being able to meditate on it for then it to then, like you said, seep into your heart, sow into your heart and come up when the Lord brings it to mind when you're needing it. There's some quote, uh, I can't remember who said it, but when you're in a dark place, the scripture that you never read or never memorized will not come to mind, essentially. And like that was really convicting of like, oh, we need God's word to comfort us and to bring us hope and remind us to help us remember the gospel truths. And that's exactly what you were doing with memorizing it, sowing it, meditating on it, and it replacing the lies in your heart. Yeah, that's awesome. I was just hanging out with some college girls last night. And it's funny that you say that because we we went around and we shared what is a lie that the enemy is telling you? And then what is the truth? What is the gospel truth that actually squashes that lie? And I think I I think that practice might be in the gospel centered life book that we went through last year. So I think but like that has been such a helpful practice for me because it's one thing to recognize what the enemy's saying, but it's a whole other thing. No, how does the gospel actually squash that lie? How does that how does the actual truth come into play mm-hmm. here? rather than just recognizing the lie. But like you said, you were replacing it with truth. You can't just get rid of the weeds. You got to replace it with the power of truth to keep them from growing back. If you just pull out the weeds and don't do anything else, the weeds are just going to grow back. But replacing it with the powerful truth is so key. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, we're going to jump right in. Would you be willing to tell us about a season of suffering and how you saw the Lord show up in it? Well, I feel part of my testimony is like one yeah. place for sure, for sure. Um, what I've shared. And yeah, he really showed up through his people. And also just, I even think I had a call to ministry early. I I, re, I can remember um, being at some kind of retreat and hearing not an audible voice, but like really having this sense like, Sarah, I am calling you to give your life for me, making me known. And so, of course, like when you are caught in tremendous sin, like you just think, well, that's that w- that wasn't real mm-hmm. or that couldn't still happen. And so like the fact that like God didn't I don't know, there's a verse somewhere, I've never memorized it, but something about that um, his gifts and his calling are irrevocable. Mm. And I think, oh, that is true. It's true. Like, he's like, oh, no, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm still going to do that thing. I'm, I called you and I, mm-hmm. yeah, but first we had to get rid of that stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like 
Yeah. And then there's just been other seasons where I just felt like, man, I am wandering around the wilderness, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, like when we moved to Nebraska, actually, that was a really hard season. We were so broke, like Mm -hmm. so broke. We had invested in real estate. We thought, oh, yeah, we're going to be real estate investors. Mm -hmm. And it just we were just so broke. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go back to work. But I was like. Lord, I feel like you called me into ministry, but what does that look like? And he's like, oh, I'm going to, you're going to manage these apartments and you're going to pick up people's cigarette butts and you're going to, you know, deal with people who are angry. And I mean, just so many things, right? I'm going to show you what it actually means to minister to people, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to drag your shop back to their apartment at 10 o'clock at night and suck the sewage water out of their kitchen yeah. and you know and yeah. you're like what what am I doing here that was just a really hard season wondering like god am I ever what, am yeah. I ever gonna get out of here yeah. <laughs> like when yeah. do we do the thing that you called me to do yeah you know yeah what was that like in the in the wandering what do you feel like the lord showed you in that as you were longing for what you heard was like your calling, you know, you're longing yeah. for this future calling. I think of David uh-huh. shepherding his sheep. Oh, oh, and how long from when he was anointed king to when he actually became king? And how, how long he was just, it? Do you know? Like, years. It was a long time. Years. I don't know. I don't know. But it was years. And he was just not going to like force his way in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's like. No, I'm not going to lift my hand against God's anointed. Like yeah. he would not, he wasn't going to go up against Saul. No. He's like, nope, that's yeah. Saul's who God put in as king. So even though he like knew, yeah. he just was hiding out places yeah. and going to yeah. Ziklag and all those, you know. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, anyway, it was, I think, just so humbling. Mm. Like I think God was really teaching me humility for sure. And also, okay, so the the season that I was, well, I was home with my kids for six years and then like had to actually work. And God was so faithful because back then there weren't a lot of like work at home. You know, now every yeah, yeah, every yeah. mom has a side hustle. Yeah. That was a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but back then it was like to find ways to earn yeah. money working from home. And so- any, anyway, just ending up being able to manage these apartments yeah. from my apartment mm-hmm. and be home with my kids. Yeah. Like, I just knew that was such a great gift and provision because yeah. it was like I still had this desire to be yeah. home and but also a need mm-hmm. to financially yeah. contribute something to the family. Yes. And so I think that helped me really stay in a position of thankfulness. Like, Lord, I see this as provision from your hand. Mm. And so even though it totally sucks some days, um, <laughs> yeah. like I know this, I, I just really had confidence that that's where God wanted me. Mm. And yeah, I think I just, I needed to realize like, oh, you really think that you're something. Yeah. And you know, like, just pick up the cigarette butts just do that Mm -hmm. like that's how you can love people right now yeah keep this place clean Mm. i don't love cleaning and i had to do a lot of cleaning Mm. you know (laughs) 
So yeah, it was a lot of dying to myself. And it was also isolation, mm-hmm. right? Because I worked, I didn't work in an office. Yeah, I worked by myself and I'm a very extroverted person. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a season where the Lord was just giving me an invitation to just be with him. Yeah. And um, I memorized a lot of scripture because mm. you can do that while you're vacuuming hallways. Yeah. And so I had a mentor that was that would come over every week. She was just okay. so amazing. And I don't know. There's just a lot of really sweet things yeah. about that season that I actually kind of miss now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now that yeah. I'm like doing the thing, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. This is yeah. a lot. You know, and that was really sweet when we could just be together and it felt like a lot of pressure, but it wasn't as much pressure as I feel like there is now. So I don't know. It's just weird. And I feel like maybe, yeah, maybe even more so now people feel like, oh, I want to do the big thing or be in ministry or whatever. Even your, like you said, like you felt a clear calling from the Lord that you were going to do this. And I think so many people, probably because of social media and things, you like want to do the quote end quote big thing or be in the ministry or be in the church or whatever it is now. And yeah, I'm, I'm constantly encouraged by David. And I think I listened to a Christine Kane message one time that just changed so much for me and was wildly encouraging of like, not that not that either of us are going to be anointed queen but even the encouragement that and same with you that you faithfully vacuumed and managed these apartments and the lord did a lot in your heart mm-hmm. that needed to happen mm-hmm. before you are now leading ministry in your church mm-hmm. like he had to bring you and your heart to a humble place mm-hmm. and do so many things in your heart before you're doing what you're doing now. And like David, I think in Christine Kane's message, she's hilarious. She's like said something along the lines of, you know, David was anointed and then he literally went back and shepherded the sheep. He wasn't like she she says, you know, she he wasn't announcing it on Instagram or he wasn't like trying to make it happen the next year. Or, and I think even Christians, we can fall into this trap now of like, gosh, if I'm not working in vocational ministry, I'm not doing anything. Or if I'm not Instagram famous, I'm not impacting or influencing anyone. And I feel like one thing the last couple of months, the Lord's just like keeps ringing in my head. He's like, the big God dream is to be satisfied in me alone. That's the big God mm-hmm. dream. Like that's the big God dream to be satisfied, to enjoy me and to bring my name glory. And 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 he he had a calling on your life to be in vocational ministry, and mm-hmm. you are. He's he's been so faithful, and you're bringing his name glory through that. And someone else listening, your call might not be that. My call right now, I'm at home with my little children, and the call right now, and always the big God dream. Even Sarah in vocational ministry, this is still her goal, my goal, to be completely satisfied in Christ alone. So I think we can, the the pressures of the world, probably specifically now, maybe more so than when you were my age, just with social media and quote unquote influencing and stuff, we can get it twisted. Like the Lord wants you to be faithful here and now, wherever you are and and seeking 
a deeper affection and satisfaction in him alone and loving and ministering to the people around you, picking up cigarette buds, loving your children, vacuuming the halls, keeping it clean for the people in that apartment building like you were doing and how freeing it is, how freeing it is, just period. How freeing is it to know, oh God, you're just calling me to to minister to and love my children today. And not that the Lord won't put sweet desires in our hearts to maybe Sarah and I to teach women about God's word and to love women. And he, he not that he's not going to put different dreams in our hearts, but just to remember the ultimate God dream is that we're just satisfied in him alone, whether he has us changing diapers at home or picking up cigarette buds. How can we be faithful here and now? And what's he doing here and now? Because he's doing something for what he might do in 20 years. Not that we're going to be anointed queen, but gosh, what if in 20 years he brings someone along in your life and he had to do a real humbling now so that you could minister to maybe just this one person well and love them faithfully. And so just that encouragement to everyone listening. And I'm encouraged listening to your cigarette bud picking up story Mm -hmm. of like, oh, God, I want to be like David, just shepherding the sheep faithfully, not worried about what anyone else is doing and not worried about what the world thinks you should be doing. But God, how am I just living faithfully and humbly in the here and now with the people around me as you you're guiding step by step and have provision over it? Help me to not see shiny lights far off in the distance. That might be for your glory, so it's not like, not like bad, but God, how do I just be in the here and now? Show me where I'm not satisfied in you alone, mm. and uh, yeah, keep humbling me. That's so good. Yeah. And I almost feel like that's an invitation to me now as we're just talking, like, oh, uh, yeah, so it's been a, it's been a challenging season, mm. um, And it's has it's not just one thing. Yeah, it just feels like there's a lot um, mm-hmm. just happening. So, um, I think one one thing is that we sent our son to college last year, mm-hmm. and he did not thrive. Mm-hmm. And so, just even wrestling with like, how do I how do I love him now? How do I I, I guess it's exposed just some idols in my heart of like mm. what, what it looks like to launch an, an adult. Mm. Um, and you know, what you think is going to have expectations, yeah. what you think mm-hmm. is going to happen versus yeah. what's really happening and just kind of dying to some things in my own heart. We were talking about conflict earlier and I went through a conflict that is, it ended in separation, not restoration. Mm. I'm sorry. And um mm. yeah, just like ugh, mm. it's so hard and you think and this was in my work context and so you just think man in ministry that shouldn't mm. happen but it did. And so just feeling like man uh, and did I fail as a leader? Did I, mm. you know, like just checking my own heart like wh- I'm sure there's stuff that I'm not even aware of, Maddie. Mm. I'm I'm sure there's sin. I'm sure there's I'm just sure there's stuff there that yeah. I just I don't even I don't even know about. Yeah. Um 
but I'm very sad. Very sad. And, um, and I have a good friend who's dying of brain cancer. Um, and so that makes me sad. (laughs) One of, um, one of the, the boys that played for my husband last year at Ralston High School, my son played with, uh, he was a transfer into Ralston and, uh, maybe a month after this season ended, um, he was accidentally shot and killed Mm. by his best friend. So there's just like a, a grieving and then it kind of puts shifts everything perspective wise. Like, cause then you think, okay, it's my son's senior year. Am I like, am I, am I doing the right stuff? Like, Mm. am I, you know, Mm. what's the priority? What, you know, so I, I think I'm just kind of going in to this next season. Like, Mm. God, do you need, do you want me to shift? Is there a shift? Is there something? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Yeah. So Mm. anyway, it's a, it, I don't have it sorted, Yeah. but I'm for sure Mm. in a season of there's some pain. Yeah. And yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I just, Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what God is doing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Thanks. In the midst of being in this valley, do you feel like there's any specific words or things he's speaking or spoken to you that have brought you any encouragement? Or does it just feel like one of those like silent seasons where you're like, where are you? Um probably combination of those things like yeah I I don't have yeah like even some of the disciplines even some of the things that that felt like they were working before mm-hmm. I'm like I don't I'm God I'm not sensing your presence yeah I don't feel you near yeah um Yeah, so there is a lot of silence. Yeah. Um but then also I can see you you can you can always see God's hand, you know. There's there's always mm. graces that just mm. that show up. I even think about like with my son. So I started seminary in January. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote a paper. We had to take a theme from like Genesis and write a paper about one of the themes. I wrote a paper about um, mom guilt. And I just think, oh, what a grace. Because I think the temptation when, when your kids are struggling, the temptation is like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What? what did I do wrong? You know, Mm. there's just this like responsibility or there's Mm -hmm. something that you feel and that I think the enemy could really, really twist, get twisty in my heart. Mm -hmm. And so 
I just think that's God's grace. Like I actually just read it again. Mm. I'm like, oh, can we share I wrote it? This could I, for could I share it? Like with oh, people? Don't you don't know. have to. You yeah. can think about it. Like, I, could I send sure. it out to people? Okay. Sure. Okay, we're gonna, people, we're gonna link it. Okay. okay um, I don't know. I half the time I'm like, I'm writing these papers and they're hot garbage, but whatever. No, um, and so actually, I I'm writing paper this week. I, I haven't actually written a word because the way that it works is like I read and I get all jumbled in my head, like mm-hmm. all these thoughts and whatever and then I just have to sit down and just start sorting it out but um I realized in seminary like I need to just not do these academic exercises like Mm. I need to love God with my mind like that's what I'm that's the invitation yeah is like God saying love me with your mind Mm. but you know because it is all this thinking and reading and learning but mm-hmm. but if it's like detached from love, yeah, then it just and feels it's a noisy this gong. like it doesn't matter. Yes, it's just yeah. this like exercise you're going through, and like for what? Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to like cultivate this in my heart. Like, no, this cool. is loving God with my mind, yeah, and thinking deeply. And He's like buried so many treasures in His oh. Word. So as I was, I I mean, it just I have this paper. Let's do it's the end of the semester and just thinking like, oh, I have no inspiration. I have just no idea what to do. But like, Lord, what do I need? So I'm writing, I'm going to write about light and darkness, the theme of light mm-hmm. in like Isaiah, because we're in the prophets and gospels. So in Isaiah and John. And so I'm mm-hmm. just like thinking a lot about um, what does it mean that he's the light of life? That Jesus is the light of life because it feels so dark. Like mm. there's just so many dark places. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I'm in this dark season and I'm just saying like, Lord, mm. you are the light. Yeah. I know you're the, the way through, mm. but, but it is dark right now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm writing about that. Mm. and um just looking i'm just looking for him I'm like trying to yeah i'm trying to find him i'm trying to see where where he is bringing hope mm-hmm. even when it's like ah, i can't yeah totally see mm. i'm excited to hear how he is going to minister to your heart while you write this and how he had this planned out before all of creation that you're going to write this paper on light and darkness because he knew you're you're needing to see that he is the light in in this specific month this Mm -hmm. specific day and so i'm excited to see how he is going to minister to your heart this week as you write that yeah me too and i'm so sorry that it's been such a painful season thanks but also not sorry, right? Yeah, because we, yeah, this we is going to be the thing. Yeah. This is going to be the thing. Like this is going to. I'm going to point to this and yes. go, "Oh, I yes, I went through that too." And this is yes, this is what God did, and you know He's yeah. gonna He He's gonna keep doing it, right? Yes. He's gonna bring us through those yeah seasons. So even this one, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't going to be forever, but 
It gets it long, feels doesn't like it? it? Is. Yeah. A friend had sent me. I was in a really dark season the last six months, and you and I talked about this before a little bit. But a friend, kind of in like the middle of it, a friend sent me uh, something from their devotional that basically said there is a a specific humility and a specific Christ likeness that only comes by way of crushing that only comes by way of breaking. And so I'm just looking at you now and and just want to encourage you. Basically what you just said, we are going to look back. Like there there is a even deeper freedom and humility and gentleness that God is working out by God's grace alone in both of us that we're going to we are going to look back whether that's when we're in heaven or God willing soon on this side of heaven. And you're going to look back and you're going to be living in a deeper freedom and a deeper humility and a deeper Christ likeness that he brought you to. That's only by way of crushing only by way of a crucifixion of something. Yeah. And again, like, like we've been saying that doesn't make right now any easier for anyone listening. Like that doesn't, it's not all butterflies and roses that were following Jesus. Like it's a painful, she, she's in a painful season. The The valleys are dark and pain filled, but God does have such sweetness and refinement and deeper freedom in himself for all of us through our like hard seasons. Those are the ones that we walk out of and by God's grace, I'm already getting to look back and by God's grace, hopefully we're looking back soon with you, Sarah, and saying, oh, wow, God, I didn't, I, I needed to be in that place of crushing and crucifixion for you to show me this sin to bring me to a lower position of humility to exalt your name and walking in deeper freedom every time. And that's going to be the rest of our lives, like you said. Mm. I love you and I'm sorry and that doesn't make it any less painful but like we we're saying I'm also not sorry and I mm-hmm. can't wait to see what he already is doing and is going to continue to do through yeah. this painful season mm. thanks thanks for thanks for sharing all that yeah this is just a real hey come be on my podcast are you sure no, are you sure <laughs> I am always positive I want Sarah on my oh. podcast and we, Sarah and I talked about this before. We were, we have rescheduled this podcast probably three or four times, mm-hmm. just like things didn't work out, yada, yada. And then ultimately she was like, Hey, I'm actually in a hard season. And I think that's why I'm not ready yet. And it was funny because when we got here today, I was like, I've been in a really painful season too. And I haven't recorded a, I can't remember the last time I recorded a podcast because I, I think he didn't want us to record till today. Mm-hmm. Not that you're out of it, but he needed to show both of us something. There's, there's something, there's, there's things here that I'm believing one person needed to hear. Like you Raleigh share about that. So I'm really grateful that the Lord did lead you to share about those things. So, yeah. okay. So someone out there is listening to this and maybe for the first time thinking, I want to respond to the gospel. I want to know and follow Jesus. I want to know this abounding grace that we have been talking about today. What is a tangible next step for them? What advice do you have for them? 
Yeah, I I would say just get to know who Jesus is. Like read the gospels over and over. I just read through all four gospels in the last few weeks and first of all you're like, "Dang, Jesus, what what are you even talking about?" <laughs> like there's you say some crazy stuff. Um which I think you know, we get this idea from the world about who Jesus is, but no, you just need to know, like, who does he say that he is Mm. and, um, figure out what is he like? Who was he really kind to? What made him angry? Mm. What did he say about himself? I don't know. I just think that we can't ever get away from the person and work of Jesus, like what he actually did for us. Mm-hmm. And I think when we, I you know, I think that's what went sideways in my life as a young believer who's like, yes, I want to trust Jesus. Okay, now be good. Yeah. That leads to slavery and, yeah, you know, bondage to what mm-hmm. people think about you yeah. versus like, Man, the more I know Jesus and the more I just see him clearly, the freer I become. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, just really start to understand what is it, what it is that he actually did for you and then believe that he did it for you. Yeah. For you. Yeah, that's good. Okay, to wrap up our time together, we have rapid fire questions. Keyword rapid, keyword bye. Okay. Here we go. Enneagram number. You don't. I don't. I don't know. I need help. So. What do you think you are? Well, so our friend Tyler Zock okay. thinks I'm a seven. Oh. I should trust him. You probably are. But then so, sometimes I think I'm a nine. Lately, I've been thinking I'm a nine. Really? I do Except, not think you're a nine. Why? You. Do you feel like you feel like you're a peacemaker? You're always trying to keep the peace. I think. Do you feel like, I feel like you're more of a challenger than a peacemaker. Well, maybe I have a wing eight. Well, maybe you're an eight wing nine. I don't know. Or do you feel like, do you, wait, do you feel like you are trying to avoid confrontation at all costs? No. You're not a nine. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you're a nine, but I could be wrong. We we can, we can dive into your motives another time. And we'll I, I did ask back. Tyler, and Tyler, if you're listening, we hey, need Tyler, to. We need, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I need I to take you up on that coaching too. session. I know. So maybe I am. He's like, you're wrong. I could see you being a seven wing eight. Maybe. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I need help. It's not life or death, but it might be. Just kidding. Okay. Favorite book all time. It's too hard. Well, try harder. <laughs> um, okay, so one that I would say that was really impactful that I've been thinking about yeah. lately is The Purpose Driven Life. Yeah, is that really good? I, I feel like there was so much hype about it that I just kind of like pushed it away. So our church in Boston okay. years ago okay. read it together as a church. Okay. Okay, and this is the thing, the one thing I remember of the okay. whole book. There's the chapter about your mess can become your ministry cool i love that and okay so that was the season where i just was like oh yeah i'm a mess yeah and that was i think the invitation 
mm. to like actually just go there yeah. and say, okay, Lord, use it. I'm a mess, yeah. but I want you to use it. Mm. And that's where I think the freedom from shame and all of that mm. stuff came. Yeah. I actually got involved in a like crisis pregnancy organization. Cool. When we lived in Buffalo. Oh, cool. I did nothing for them, but they helped me so much <laughs> just like yeah. in that whole uh, freedom from shame yeah. thing. Wow. So I think that was sort of the seed of hope okay. that God would still use me. Favorite song right now? Okay. Do you know Jess Ray? No. Oh, you need to. Okay. Go listen to all of her songs. She's just like, she's a theologian. Okay. She's not really, well, yeah, she is. Her songs are so deep. Cool. There's a song, Gallows. Okay. Oh, go listen to it on repeat. Okay. It's so good. Yeah. Mm. Favorite food? Um, Cheese. Is there a specific kind of cheese? My favorite's Gouda. Really? Actually, that's a quote from a movie, but also, (laughs) also, I do love Gouda. (laughs) No, I think. Any, Any. Like I do a lot of goat cheese right now. Okay. And like salads and on um, everything. Okay. Yeah. Favorite Bible teacher to listen to? I listen to Tim Keller a lot. I don't I don't know. Me too. Yeah. I love listening to him. He's amazing. Yeah. Favorite podcast? Okay. I love the Bible project. Mm-hmm. But also anything with John Mark Comer. Have yeah. you listened to this cultural moment? No. Okay. I listened to that one twice. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's the podcast or that's the that's episode? A, that's the podcast, This Cultural Moment. It's John okay. Mark Homer and Mark Sayers. Okay. And they just talk about like what it means to follow Jesus wow. in post-Christian culture. Wow. Um, and I just was like, oh my gosh, this is so okay. relevant. Yeah. I'm excited to listen. Okay. Something not many people know about you. Okay. So last year I wore the same dress for a hundred days in a row. A lot of people know what? that. Yeah. In a row? Uh-huh. No yeah, It was like a challenge, 100-day dress challenge. You're kidding. Yeah. So it's like this merino wool dress, so it doesn't smell. Like, I only washed it like every 10 days or what something. What color was it? Gray. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so I wore it. And so a lot of people know because um, they give you a, like a $100 gift card if you post about it. What Every kind day. of dress is this? This is a specific kind of dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the company's called Wool and. Okay. And it's all about sustainable fashion. So I made a commitment to not buy clothes for the whole year. I love it. So Maddie, when all of your so swag good. is releasing, I was like, nope, can't wow. buy any because I don't what, buy clothes. But anyway, so what a lot of people know that I did that. Yeah. But then what a lot of people don't know is that I got that dress, the next dress, like I used the gift card. And then I wore that one for 100 days, but I didn't post about it. No one noticed. Did anyone notice? Like some of your um, best yeah. friends? Some people noticed. And yeah. some people what color had was no that one? idea. Black. And it was long sleeve, so I wore it in the I'm winter. I'm going to challenge you. The next one has to be a color. That's not I don't think I, I don't know if I'll do it again. Okay. Well, maybe I would. I probably was it so be... freeing? You just knew what you were oh, going to wear. So, it was so great. It and was... then, wait, was it, what months was it through? Like, was it summer? Was it winter? So I did the first one in the summer. It was a tank okay. dress. Yeah. I mean, I wore it to weddings, funerals, everything. everything. Yeah. Wow, I'm very impressed. Yeah, and then the and then the what second one, it? it was black, and it was winter. So I actually like did get some like wool leggings to wear That's underneath weird. it because regular leggings it like sticks to. Okay. So anyway, I was like, oh, okay, okay I'm gonna need to if I'm gonna wear this for a hundred days. Am I'm gonna so need. intrigued. That's amazing. A hundred days, both times, both times. So like, yeah. For 200 days out of 365 and probably more. Right. Because I, you kept wearing it randomly. Yeah. 
I wore the same exact thing. It was so funny. This woman in the restroom at City Light, you always look so cute. I was like, well, that's because I always wear the same thing. Yeah. She's like, no, you don't. I was like, "Mm, actually, I've been wearing this dress for 45 days. She's like, what? That's amazing. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I maybe need to try that. Okay, what are you loving right now? Could be literally anything. So many things. Oh, tell me. Um, but I am doing Wordle with my husband. Okay. We send it to our kids. They don't do it. But the, like it's the crossword? No, no, no. It's like kind of. Kind of. It's the yeah. word of the day. Yeah. Okay. And Fine. that's good because I could get addicted to other things and like never stop. But yes. that's a good one because it's like it's just one thing. Yeah. And then you're done. I love it. And then you move on. Fun. Um. And I also am loving, I have this chair that's like, kind of like one of those hammock chairs, but it yes. just kind of suspends or whatever, yes. I don't know. And I got it a long time ago, but I never have sat in it. But because now I have to do all this reading and studying, yeah. I have been loving sitting in my backyard on this chair and I love that nature. You. Amazing. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that I'm yeah. loving. Ugh. but Amazing. Okay. How can our friends listening today be praying for you? I've shared a lot. Yeah, I guess just for emotional and spiritual health. Yeah. My word this year that God gave me was healing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, oh, I think I need that on so many levels. Yeah. So, yeah, just mm. pray for healing. Yeah, you definitely will. And you can pray for my kids. Yeah, for sure. Because I think the more people that are praying for them, the better yes yeah anything else we didn't talk about that you wanted to touch on i wish we had time yeah next time okay next podcast no there will be no appointments booked after it. okay it will be seven hours long actually her husband uh they graciously invited me to um chat with some of their fca kids and she said afterwards she left and what did Bo say she, didn't he say like is that the girl you're going on her uh, podcast yeah. you guys will talk forever or something yeah. like that i said yeah i'm gonna go on her podcast he's like oh that's gonna be an all-day thing <laughs> yeah. it could be uh, it could be for sure 100 sarah thanks for being here thanks for vulner- vulnerably and raleigh sharing about what the lord's doing in your life i know that i'm walking away just so encouraged in the lord even in the midst of like dark valleys and i know other people are too so Thanks for leading the way and yeah, inspired by your walk with the Lord and love you tons. So grateful to be your friend. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. What a sweet and raw conversation. I am always encouraged by Sarah. And I pray that today, maybe specifically for the person listening that is in the midst of a really painful season right now, to know that you are not alone in that. God is not far off or distant. God is not unaware of what is going on in your life. Psalm 139.5 tells us that he has encircled you and his hand is on you. He is working all things out for your good and sanctification and for his glory. And I'm praying that he would refresh you with himself today as you lean on him and his word. If you were encouraged by this episode at all, would you please share it to your social media spaces? Would you please leave a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcast? I would so greatly appreciate it. I would love to connect with you. You can reach me at Maddie, M-A-D-I, at sunnyand65, sunnyand65.com. As always, friends, go be bold and love big. 
and we will see you next time.